All right. We ready to roll? What is happening? Nothing. God. <laughs> Gus, how about we make that the intro to the podcast? That's... Ah! Oh, <laughs> it's what the is... sound of like a building being demolished. Yeah. <laughs> is, are, we, are we ready? <laughs> what did you drop? What was that? It was a packet or two of Chick-fil-A sauce in here. God. Oh, no. Was it open? No, not yet. I'll okay, probably open okay. it later. Well, though. we got Jarvis Johnson on the podcast. Hello. Jarvis is here. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, longtime fan, first time caller. Of course, Jar- dude. Jarvis is, of course, a uh, lifelong, well-known rugby athlete. Uh, he served in the British Armed Forces for 17 years. God and now the he's the inventor of the Scrub Daddy, as featured on Shark Tank. So, yeah, it's true. Fun fact, the Scrub Daddy was modeled, uh, the shape of it, off of my body. The and, texture? And we, we were, we were <laughs> the, the shape. going to call it the Scrub Body. Uh, or the Scrub Eddie, but then we just went with Scrub Daddy because it felt yeah. more marketable. Because I yeah, would, I said I would sue. I was, I, I, I did a whole um, Eduardo from Facebook. I stormed into Jarvis's uh, office right. and slammed Eduardo Saverin. Shout out, close personal friend. <laughs> is that a real thing? Are you just saying that, that? Not really a close personal friend, but that is his last name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, because you, you, you worked know, at Patreon, right? So I was like, well, I, yeah, it's I've in the realm of possibility. <laughs> I have met a different Facebook founder who is surprisingly normal. Um, well, I know the, I know who you're not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I was going to say, when we were uh, in the design process for the Scrub Daddy, uh, to answer Gus's question, the it, you know, similar to a bristled sponge, one side is a normal scrubber, and then the back side, the bristly side is based on Eddie's chest hair. So, That's it. Yeah. I've been uh I've been trying to to not uh uh shave my chest hair lately because I can't I've always been back and forth cuz it's like it it's it gets itchy and uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? I don't but know. It, yeah. But if I you shave fully, it it gets prickly. I don't know what to I do. I have no idea what that's like because I have just I have the perfect amount of chest hair where I've never had to shave it in my my life, but I feel like I don't look like a baby if I take off my shirt. So the not actual, to flex or anything. <laughs> I and I'm I'm gonna say confidently I know this information, and guess you're gonna confirm it. And guys, no, but nobody's allowed to ask why I know this information. But my my chest hair is a bit more coarse than Gus's chest hair, <laughs> and. And so, Gus, I would ask you, but I don't know if I, it gets very itchy for you because I, I think I have very, very almost like straw-like chest hair rather See, than a softer. Straw. <laughs> straw-like. That's, uh, that's what I'm, I'm curious about then too because personally, and, and I would even argue that I probably got three times the chest hair of anybody that I know. It's like chest, stomach, everywhere, dude. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it has never been itchy to me in any regard. I like, got thick hair. I got thick chest hair. My body hair. You know what I'm saying? It grows. Yeah. It, it's, if it's, it's like straw, I can imagine that could be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Bit and so I don't know. But coarse. would you rather have straw that is a half inch or straw that's curling a little bit? I don't know. Yeah. Curling uh, straw. Honestly, curling it straw. feels because yeah. you know what it feels like? Crazy mine, straw. Crazy <laughs> straw chest hair. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Because it, it's like mine is thick as fuck, but it is very curly. So it does not. Mm. And I think that helps a lot because like it sort of corkscrews out of my little body instead. Yeah. And it's as a result of that, it feels like just a trillion little mattress springs. So it's right. like a soft Extra cushion. Comfort. Yeah. 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 As opposed to like, because I've noticed in the past, like I've intermittently in the past gone through like shaving and non-shaving like yeah. chest and everything else and stuff. And it's like when it grows back. Murder City, USA. Yeah, oh, so maybe yeah. that's more akin to what you might feel like when it's a little more straight on. But mine starts curling when it's at least a centimeter out of my little body. Yeah, you know? yeah. I gotcha. 
I do you guys remember I I remember uh when I first noticed I was getting body hair being mm. so distressed and being like do I have to deal with this for the rest of my life? Oh no. Yeah, and I, I was just like I'm oh no, I'm hairy. Oh no. It was just like I mean it's totally normal now but especially growing up in that era where Axe body spray commercials were uh, were like nineteen year old dudes who were like paper thin and hairless. Who's right. like, well, fuck, am I supposed to completely shave every Wednesday? What do I do? Well, you mm. know, I have a question, and this is something that I feel like is um, an invasion of privacy of some kind, but I haven't been able to understand why it happens. When you guys turned eighteen, did you receive a Gillette razor in the mail? Oh, I I did I did get a razor, yeah. Isn't that what the weird? Fuck? <laughs> I know. I thought that How was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. It was it's so like, bizarre. I, I think I was 19, but it thought it was my 18th birthday. Yeah. Like, I also received, like, just in the mail, happy you've become a man from your friends at Gillette. Here's a, here's a razor. Genius. And I was like, what Genius do you mean, my campaign. friend? What the fuck? How is, did yeah. you get my address? It's like the Dark Brotherhood handprint we know. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I'm a man now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, it's, I yeah. just looked it up. The Gillette 18th birthday sampling program is a promotional campaign that does not have a specific opt-in registration process, <laughs> <laughs> which that's so weird to be like, it's a marketing campaign and it doesn't really have a, you're you allowing really them to do it. That's like a non-consensual campaign. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you turn 18 and, and then you just hear... And some guy just lets themselves in and is just like, hey, I'm going to leave these Triscuits on the counter here. You're going to yeah. want these. Okay. Hey, ha- happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'll show Sorry. myself out. Hey, do you, can I use your restroom? <laughs> no. It's, oh, okay, fine. I'll, uh, I'll go next Come time. on. <laughs> the garlic herb Triscuits. Let me use your fucking shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is even oh more fucked up. Right after the, the does not have a specific opt-in registration process, it says the recipients are selected based on consumer data gathered from various sources including um uh, um 18 male year old is or an 18 year old male is it was fucked up on google is living in the home so if they look to see oh. if they have data on a house to see if they know your age so they can send it so whatever gus whatever your family was doing they weren't sending out smoke signals that you were starting to get become a hairy boy <laughs> they were like they saw they had one look at your chest hair they were like corkscrews yeah. that's yeah. no Ooh. gillette man he doesn't need yeah. this at all very <laughs> off brand there this, johnson you won't be participating we can't now. have our gillette razor just collecting dust he's got corkscrews he won't need to shave it <laughs> just going back to it yeah it just takes up uh, when you when you corkscrew it you don't have uh as much length to worry about because it kind of Con- it constrains itself, holds itself That's back. That's it. There it is. Um, That's it exactly. Sh- shouting back out to close friend of the show, Eduardo Saverin. Um, we were all concerned. I feel like recently we've all been concerned about how much Facebook is collecting our data, uh, how our phones may be listening to us, you know, like getting weird ads that are like, how right. did they know that I wanted to go see The Departed in a limited showing at a theater <laughs> near me? Um, and... This entire time under our noses, there's like a cabal of like 18 year old like data collectors. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the NSA, dude. I'm worried about Gillette right. now, dude. Watching yeah. it in my home. Um, wait, hold on. What is this article? Uh, New York Times. The headline is "Welcome to Manhood." Gillette told the 50 year old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I think they sent her a Gillette razor by accident. <laughs> well, that's, it said, that's "Welcome better. to Manhood." 
that that's better than the time that Target like revealed to a woman that she was pregnant before she knew she was pregnant. Wait, how did they do that? What happened there? Did they just tell her so, at checkout? Well, <laughs> yeah, they were just like, your order is 1561 and congrats, it's a boy. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> we decided we we decided we put one of the tests in the in the bath the public bathroom. So we just want to let you know before you check out hey, with your yeah, bananas. Hey, you're thanks pregnant. for letting me use the bathroom. Um, <laughs> the guy was like wandering out. <laughs> you again. Um, so the way that they did that, like, is so interesting because it's just, it's, it's very similar to how like tech companies and stuff like do ad targeting where they use all this like data about your consumer habits and like your credit card payments and shit like that. And so one way or another, they guessed, like they have some sort of algorithm that's trying to guess who's pregnant so they can decide how to send out the pregnancy mailers that they send out, oh, the target whoa. apparently sends out. Yeah. And then I guess that's the same thing. They're like working with Gillette or something. They've got the eight, like this people have turned 18. This, these people are probably pregnant. Um, I can't, I can only imagine what else they're, they're cooking up. Yeah. I, Man, that's, I, that's insane. I just, th- that type of uh, uh, data stuff scares me, but then I, I do something like opt into a new social media and I'm like, I did this to myself as well. Or you, you make a single purchase online and then you've signed up for a lifetime of marketing emails from that website. Yeah. Well, oh Gus, God, you had, yeah. you had the kind of um, that, that streak of Instagram actually, actually giving you ads of things you wanted to buy. And so you're like, I want to get these things, but I hate mm. that they're getting to know me more. <laughs> I've been good. Oh, I've yeah. been really fighting it for a while, and you I got some cool anything. shit now at the time. When it's you really back down it. to dumb shit now, and I'm like, okay, good. You stay down there. Oh, I don't want to be buying You're stronger. You're stronger than me. I'll get like an oddly specific advertisement where it's like, do you want a Neon Genesis Evangelion streetwear like cool T-shirt? And I'm like, I fucking do, man. God damn it. Like, I <laughs> yep. guess I'll, I guess I'll check out. Um, and I've, the amount of stuff I now buy from, I'm part of the problem is what I'm saying. <laughs> the amount of stuff yeah. I now buy from my Instagram ads is, is, uh, it's not okay. Um, How, so wait for, wait, Eddie, did you have something real quick? I was just going to say, you know, I mean, we're all kind of part of the problem and I'm sure there's like one or two people that listen to the podcast and they go dark on social media and they're like, I'm not helping the problem. Well, how many retweets do your tweets get loser? Am I right? That's what I have to say to them. Oh my uh, Zynga. I was going to say, yo, what did you guys, have you had any recent stupid purchases like that, whether it's Instagram Mm. or Amazon or anything else? Absolutely, yes. Um, If we, uh, so we we don't have video on right now, but I just recently purchased uh, a collection of Pokemon toys from like 1999 from Burger King. Uh, Oh, it's cool. Yeah, just like. Really quick, just to confirm, Jarvis. I'll just buy something from my past. What was up? I was going to say, just to confirm, we don't have video for the video chat, but you're recording video, right? I am recording. Okay, video. cool. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry to <laughs> Go ahead. Producer, <laughs> producer Eddie. I just want to make sure. My, my little top left notification thing came up in my brain of like, hmm, <laughs> I think no. we talked about that, though. Okay, no, keep going I, about I, the Burger King. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we can't see each other in this current moment right, is right, all I right. but, uh, but I don't know if you guys remember those... Um, those like little Pokeballs that would have uh, 24 carat <laughs> like Pokemon cards inside of them that came out of Burger King back in 1999. I don't. Uh, okay, so that was a thing, and then people will remember these. These were a thing that like everyone who has one is like, this is worth something, right? And it's like it's worth like three dollars. Like, why do you uh. think Bur- Burger King wasn't going to sell you solid gold <laughs> in, in 1999? <laughs> um, and then uh, a lot of the things I bought were like spin toys, like little like. 
do you know those little spinning tops where you just like run them against the 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 floor or whatever and then, and then it would well that would you would you know have to let it rip with a yeah uh, you launcher, don't but, you don't let a regular top rip that's the difference yeah, that's the difference uh, that's why i've been doing it it's probably why I was burning through toxin. <laughs> oh my god! I destroyed all my Beyblades from the oh, friction yeah. from my carpet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically just buying old Burger King toys because, and then uh, but sealed. I'm buying them like still in the wrapper so that I can pretend oh, that I'm like an eight year old like getting a Happy Meal or whatever or whatever the fucking Burger King equivalent of a Happy Meal is. Um, <clears throat> and then opening it up and going, oh, it's a I don't know Blastoise, cool. Dude, that sounds rad. There were so yeah, many cool uh, kind of late 90s, early 2000s McDonald's and BK run things. I oh, think it, yeah. Especially one of them. Uh, do you guys remember the Batman glasses at all? No. Hmm. Um, no. My, I think it was with the, the Clooney Batman. My, my mom still has one. They were like mugs made out of glass that were designed mm. with like Batman on it and a couple of other things. And I know they did like a Disney anniversary oh. one. Oh, and no, was, wait. When you said glasses, I thought of like Batman. Glasses. No, yeah, sorry, sorry. And they have I like mean, a little like a, like a, cup, like like a glass. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the I knew a lot of families who had like commemorative, like like uh, drinking glasses that had like Batman and like other properties on them. I yeah. think maybe that was like a similar thing. It was because I, I know also they have a a, a certain um, Disney anniversary cup that McDonald's did, like a glass that, that my family also has. And I sent Gus before that BK did that really really cool Lord of the Rings one. Mm -hmm. That God, one was fucking that, awesome. That one was ridiculously cool. I want that so bad. If dude. you're a, if you're a video watcher, I'll, I'll all of that will be on the screen. We'll send it in so Tony can throw it up. Um, it's, but uh, yeah, yeah. There, there was so there was a lot of really cool runs. I wonder. I mean. I don't want to say, like, they don't do it anymore. I'm not getting Happy Meals. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea what they're doing. Well, so I'm – look, I'm in on the ground at McDonald's HQ, and I can tell you what they are doing with their Happy Meals. Um, one, it today, uh, fellas, is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Wait, today, um, today? Today, today. Today this is a big day is, for you, Jarvis. Oh, it's wow. a big day. It's a big day. Um, I, like, actually was, before I uh, jumped in with you guys, got a call from a bunch of Pokemon content creators who are all in, a like, a clubhouse room right now watching all the events that are going to be unfolding for the 25th mm. anniversary. Oh, so that's man. what I'll be up to for the rest of the day. But oh, that sounds great. But um, – what uh, things things in which include uh, a post Malone concert? Uh, I is, I saw they announced yeah, that. What the it's fuck so is that? It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he just post Malone just released a cover of uh, oh my god, I have to look it up. Oh, it's only want to be with you, the song by uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, only want to be with you. Really? Like yeah, a cover. Um, by post Malone for the Pokemon 25th anniversary. It's very interesting. Um. And then McDonald's is releasing um, little limited edition packs of Pokemon cards in every Happy Meal that have, like, all of the starter Pokemon over the generations. And it's like you get a pack and it has three cards in it. One of them is hollow. Uh, and this is a, a problem because we are in an era uh, where Pokemon is actually more popular than it ever was in the 90s, uh -huh. which is hard mm -hmm. to grasp. But – 
the uh the amount of like every store that carries Pokemon product is getting immediately scalped by like thirty five year old dudes. Right, who, like, it's because it of the whole push marketplace for, like, with like Logan Paul and stuff, right? Where they all got really popular and everyone's been opening packs on live streams, right? So it's like yeah. Pokemon cards especially are like hotter than yeah. they've ever been, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And and um and so you've got a lot of articles being written about how adults are like ruining this happy meal thing for for children because people are buying the cards in they're like going and buying like 20 happy meals taking out the cards like throwing away the food and then listing the packs of cards on ebay it's like so fucked um oh my god and then uh uh what else we got yesterday uh they announced diamond and pearl remakes um pokemon diamond and pearl yeah i saw that oh interesting i didn't know that yeah so that was the next game up in the in the line of remakes because they did like fire red leaf green and heart gold soul silver and all that stuff Mm -hmm. back in the day uh, so Diamond and Pearl were the next generation. They announced that, but then they also announced a new open world, like Breath of the Wild style Pokemon yeah. game. Yeah, uh, which looks cool as heck. But uh, I only t- started talking about this to talk about how I know everything that's going down at McDonald's headquarters. So <laughs> well, one thing too, because so I know, so I'll end it there. I know you're very aware, of, uh, and I want to shift it, but still kind of on topic is because uh, I know you made a video about it too. Mm, is mm. like, please for the people who are unaware. If you could give a brief summary on like what's happening with purchasing the purchasing world of Pokemon oh, cards right now and oh, how yeah. big the money is getting too. Okay, so basically, um, I'm trying to think of like where it all starts because like the easiest place to start is with Logan Paul a couple months ago. So let's just start there. Uh, I think it was November or October, some uh, a few months ago. Logan Paul purchased. Um, so when Pokemon cards were were released in English in America, came over from Japan uh, in 1999. Um, there were uh, they were released by Wizards of the Coast, which is a company that still makes Magic the Gathering cards um, and a number of other like big card games. But they released um, several printings of the base set, the very first iconic set of the Pokemon card game, which includes like the big famous Charizard card. Um. The first edition printing of that set is the rarest because it was a limited edition printing. I believe right. the very first print run at Wizards of the Coast, 10% of that print run was allocated to the first edition cards. Uh, and so they immediately like sold out. And then there was print run after print run after print run after print run of more Pokemon cards. But And those are usually the ones that we all had as kids because uh-huh. – there's there were tens of thousands, if not more, of the booster boxes of, um, or probably hundreds of thousands of the unlimited, which is like the non-first edition version uh-huh. Pokemon cards, but very very few of the first edition. So the first edition booster box sealed, which can c- potentially contain a first edition Charizard, um, based on Charizard. Sealed just meaning that you can prove it's never been opened. Exactly. So okay. it's still got the wrapping paper on it. <clears throat> there's a little asterisk on proof it's never been opened, though, because there's more there's more shit that goes into this. So basically, uh, it's a huge collector's item. And around last October, it was a collector's item piece worth like two hundred thousand dollars. Jesus so, Christ. So that's a lot of money. I and know, then it gets the crazier yeah. <laughs> because <sighs> what what happened was Logan Paul purchased one of these boxes um, in an auction. So he is for, the true start of this. Logan Paul is actually credited so, for this movement so or he he gets it's so we were 
I don't want to, you know, it's like I'm saying this with the weight of a, a lot of people in the Pokemon community probably like wanting me to say the right thing. Right. Um, so Logan Paul is often given credit for everything that's transpired, but many argue that Logan Paul is is credited for the big spike in vintage Pokemon, like the old cards. Mm-hmm. But we've also simultaneously seen a huge demand spike in the new modern cards that are coming out. And that is... Uh, in large part due to COVID and production issues. Ah, uh, okay. So, so there's a lot of eyeballs on Pokemon, and like Logan Paul can be credited for being one of the many things that is drawing a lot of attention to Pokemon. It. But it's again, fair. it's the 25th anniversary. Uh, you know, Sword and Shield, Pokemon Sword and Shield, one of the biggest like Nintendo Switch games. There's like a lot of like things that are making Pokemon more and more popular. Also, keep in mind, Pokemon is the largest media franchise ever to exist ever. Largest grossing. Like, biggest, bigger than any other thing. For <laughs> real? Didn't know that. Yeah, Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think, I do think number two is Hello Kitty, like, in terms of media franchises, but, like, it's bigger than Harry Potter and all stuff like that. <clears throat> wow. So I, I can believe it, especially just from the, the merchandise. Of, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm it's sure just that Pikachu plushies everywhere. are, and, like... And I, no joke, <clears throat> I was watching, um, they had a little... Uh, when they announced this stuff yesterday for the 25th anniversary, like the new games, they played this um, walk back through history of the last 25 years that started in 1996 when like uh, Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green came out in Japan. And no joke, all it was was them showing like little, like showing products and people playing with them and like with numbers on the screen. And I cried like a fucking baby watching this because <laughs> I, I realized so much of my life has like exist, like sort of, I grew up with this thing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, and so that sort of speaks to like how it lives with, uh, it, it, it's kind of one of those things like nostalgic, uh, nostalgic that lives with us and is still is still minting brand new fans to this day because, you know, kids are getting into, they're going to be kids in 20 years now whose first generation with Pokemon is generation eight. And they love it. Like with those Nintendo switch games, just like uh. we, you know, loved the original uh, 151. So, uh, this 200,000 box, $200,000 box sells. Logan Paul makes a video about it. Um, in the video, he's like dealing with this dude named Collectibles Guru, who's like kind of this like skeezy guy, who, or skeezy seeming guy, uh, who who's very like money forward and very flexing, flexing his watches and his going to the club and being a rich guy. He's like an ex crypto dude, um, and uh, that like didn't give the greatest image to the scene. But right. after Logan Paul made this video, now this is going to be some credit to Logan Paul. Um, because I do think the guy has been on a very long journey of like improving himself. And so uh-huh. far, you know, his actions like say for a few things, he's like putting his actions where his mouth is for the most part. Um, so he, he ended up, you know, opening this box and selling each of the packs for $10,000, $11,000 a piece, which at the time was a lot. Um, <clears throat> fast forward to two weeks ago when he, bought six more of these boxes at $450,000 each. Jesus <laughs> Christ. He sold every pack for four, uh, for at auction. Each pack went for an average of over $40,000. And so it, so God. the uh, the price of everything included is like $1.4 million for the box. So oh, my Christ God. Alive, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So so uh, he did a live stream, though. He opened up these packs. I'm, this is all driving somewhere. So he did this live stream. He opened up all the packs and, uh, you know, made this big lot event of it. It was like three hours long. Ended up raising like 130 grand for charity and stuff. It was cool. I mean, it was a very compelling event, and it definitely put a lot more eyes on 
Pokemon on YouTube specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, the sequel to that event happens today. So that's another one of the one of the crazy oh. Oh. crazy things for the 25th. After the Post Malone concert, they've scheduled this all out immaculately. After the Post Malone concert, Logan Paul is doing his new box break for this like new $1.4 million box. Whoa. So. Where can I watch? I dude, I hate that I really want to watch that. I, see, that's really cool. It's interesting. But, okay, it's, it's I will, I'm going to out myself. Pokemon? So Logan Paul also sold. Logan Paul retweeted me last week, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because he is selling. Are you guys familiar with NFTs? No. Uh, we'll get into it in a second, but or we can get into it in a second. But an NFT it stands for non fungible token. It's uh like the crypto equivalent of an object. So. As Bitcoin is to like actual coinage, actual like currency, NFTs are to actual like digital objects. So imagine a Pokemon card, but you make it digital. You can't split it up into parts like you can a dollar into a hundred coins or whatever. It just is one thing. Um, that you're seeing it like Minecraft has made some of these. Like the idea in the future is going to be, uh, you know, kids these days. For Christmas, they don't a lot of the time don't even want physical items anymore. So this is going to be a way that you can have like a cryptographically secure digital asset or digital collectible or something of that of that nature. Mm, Logan Paul also partnered also partnered with this NFT company called Bondly, uh, and he sold uh, each of his each of his um, booster packs each of those booster packs that he just sold come with an nft and then he sold it's like a little logan paul card or whatever it looks silly but it's it's more like this nft scene is getting kind of crazy there's an artist named mad dog jones recently who in 10 minutes made four million dollars off of his like nft digital art sales jesus christ yeah yeah but that that shit is cool because it's like it's about empowering artists and like making it more like um sort of making the art world more accessible and more fair for people to like make a living, which is, mm. you know, a, a, that component a really exciting. Though. I was, yeah. yeah, I was, I was, so that's, so, so to Logan Paul's credit, that's like where there's like very legitimate things happening behind the scenes. I was in a clubhouse room again, this, I don't know if you've heard of this app, but it like started out as this like kind of tech elitist little haven of like having conversations. And now at the very least there's like smaller communities, but there's a huge digital art community on there. And there was a room, a clubhouse room. It's essentially like a digital version of like a VidCon panel. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was a, there was a, um, a room that was talking about, NFTs and like the future of digital collectibles and art. And the room had a bunch of like computer science, like crypto people who were talking about databases and, and like cryptographic signatures and shit. And, and then you've got like the art world who's like these like very underground, like a lot of them are coming from like the street art scene and shit like that. Sure, like very yeah. cool artists. Then you've got, um, then you've got like people who represent like big auction houses, like art collectors and auction houses. And then also in this room, uh, there's one guy named Jeremy Pat- Padauer who is a uh, global toy designer for like Pokemon and the WWE. He's such an interesting character. He's a huge uh, collector as well. Uh, also in that room are MC Hammer and Logan Paul. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, so it's just a murderer's row. Uh, but but that actually like hearing the story of Mad Dog Jones and like his thing really inspired me about the future of like NFTs and how they could be applied. And just to like get in on the hype, I ended up purchasing one of Logan Paul's uh, NFTs and that's why he retweeted me. Ah, um, but well, I, I think... also, I felt 
to well, be completely like, honest, I'm like, am I ethically compromising myself by like not <laughs> negatively bashing Logan Paul in public? You know. I, well, I one thing I did, and I get Logan has actually been on a, like a redemption path for people who haven't been paying attention. But I believe it was like maybe a little over a year ago now. I don't know if you guys remember. There was a, a video going around that apparently it was a it was a dude um, um, uh, giving a, a blowjob, and and everyone was saying it looked like Logan Paul, and oh, so it was no. getting it was getting shared around uh, like just as I think a joke that right, Logan right. Paul would do it, and Logan Paul tweeted some kind of joke with. Um, a bunch of eggplants or cucumbers or something and mm-hmm. like like essentially playing into it. It was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then I quote tweeted and I was like, wait, why the fuck is Logan actually being funny? Mm-hmm, and he, mm-hmm. he quote tweeted me and said, welcome to the Logang. gang. And so I deleted it. I, I yeah, deleted yeah, no, it. No free clout. Yeah, I, I deleted that. it. I, I screenshot it. I said, no free clout. Because the <laughs> thing is, if he responded maybe, but don't. I'm not in the fucking low yeah, game, yeah, yeah. dude. No, like, no, no, no. 100%. 100%. I'm, I'm, the way it is is like, uh, I, I'm like more in the credit where credit is due camp with Logan Paul. Like, where like a video went viral of him, like, explaining to one of his friends why his like viewpoints were like, uh, toxic, toxically masculine. And I was like, I saw oh. that with the Harry Styles photo shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, no, I'll allow it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like tentatively going, like, all right. Like, I've seen some really, my Logan thing, especially too, and I'm probably the least plugged into him or any of the situations, is that I, I, I kind of do ascribe to that same ideology of like, you know, credit where credit is due. I'm obviously, you know, Logan's rife with issues, you know, and but I have Absolutely. seen a, a number of clips of him that have been really great, especially in the last year. Like he had a really great viral one, like after the kind of resurgence in BLM stuff of this last summer, where he was really explaining like kind of like racial identity and stuff and recognizing privilege and stuff. And like, that was a really like healthy, wholesome discussion too, where it's like, in my mind too, like things like that, like obviously they don't, not that you're saying this, like they obviously don't give him a pass for other shit, you know, but it's like, you want to embrace that of like, Hey, regardless of if he's using this platform sometimes to also like potentially negatively influence other people like that is now a message that has gone out to tens of millions of kids to be like this isn't fucking cool yeah we're not doing this kind of shit and then the thing is too like that harry styles photo shoot one absolutely too i was just like this message is so great if you watch the entire 10-minute clip of that, it seems like he... I'm sorry, Eddie, were you saying something? I think it pinched you there. I said, said, fuck his friend. He was so frustrating. For for people that didn't know, it was like people... the, The dumb fucking discussion, which I thought we were already 20 years past of like, Harry Styles can't wear a dress. He's a yeah. man, which Dude, is like Lil Nas X s- also gets this all the time, and it's the most infuriating shit. To it's like crazy to think that like like troglodytes <laughs> in this world actually think the way that like it's like whoa 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 a rapper wearing pink. Yeah, it's it's uh. so dumb. But anyways, it was like Logan Logan's friend was being like, no man, that's not cool, and it's oh. like. You know what's the weakest move possible? T- having other people be able to decide how you can dress. You yeah. know what I mean? Like actually yeah. f- listening to dudes like Logan's friend and yeah. being like, "Oh man, he's right. Maybe I'll look like a girl." Fuck you, dude. Yeah, yeah. he's stupid. And and my yeah. my final thing on that Harry Styles one was that 
I loved Logan's message, and it was fantastic. And that guy was clearly a fucking dope that his friend was obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah. an idiot. And I do want to still give Logan credit for that too. But especially if you watch like kind of the 10 minutes, like the leading up to it and the post and everything like that, I, does not detract from the message at all. And I think the message yeah. is perfect. But it really seems like too, like to, and this is me taking just a scrap of credit away from Logan of like, yeah, 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 you yeah. knew you were setting yourself up. You knew, you had to have known this guy felt like this. And, yeah. and it doesn't yeah. make it like him not a piece of shit, like the friend or whatever. Right, but it's just like, right. it really seemed like, okay, kind of corral you into Walking him into it. Yeah. Yeah, Got yeah, you, yeah. bitch. That ain't good. Make <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, the message is great, but it really seems like you're like fucking loading up. Yeah, on, you've activated my track yeah. card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So um, I was just like, it didn't yeah. seem as organic of just like, right. what do you do? You know what I mean? But that is, that is a micro picking at what was ultimately a really positive message that was seen by a lot of people. But also, that was I got my interpretation. a side note thing. I was just curious, Jarvis, when you mentioned the um, uh, Pokemon with media franchises, um, which is absolutely is number one. I, uh, I was not fact-checking you. I was just oh, curious. Oh, no, 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 no. I wanted to see the list. It's, it's um, crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Pokemon is absolutely number one. Total revenue is estimated at $100 billion. But I especially want to say, because, Gus, this is one that frustrated me so much, was I joined in on Gus's Skyrim stream. And mm-hmm. some of the chat was trying to tell me that I was wrong in saying Star Wars was worth more than Elder Scrolls as a franchise. Oh, and I wait, was what? losing my mind. Because I, <laughs> I, I was saying like maybe uh, uh, Xbox paying $7 billion for Bethesda was too much. Um, yeah. But essentially I was saying like, tell me any Bethesda franchise that can stack up against Star Wars. And they were like Elder Scrolls or Fallout. And it's like, nope. Fall- yeah. or, or Star Wars is number five. Yeah. Surprisingly, the 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 tied spot for three and four are Winnie the Pooh and Mickey Mouse and Friends. They're tied. Is, it, is number two is number two Hello Kitty? Yeah, number two is Hello Isn't Kitty. Isn't that crazy? Like yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. we live in a fuck. I like I am way caught up in my American like centric like worldview to think that like yeah. hell I'm like Hello Kitty doesn't seem that big and I'm like okay well if you think about like everywhere else in the world Hello especially in Asia and how large like Hello Kitty is it, where it is large it makes that's, sense that's right I, I I understand now when I would go to Universal Hollywood pre-pandemic I'd be like they still have a Hello Kitty mascot and an entire shop for it like so it mm-hmm. feels pretty feels pretty I don't know like late 90s early 2000s to me it's yeah. for for tourists who are absolutely still buying oh, Hello Kitty sure. all the time. Oh yeah, and like, and people here too. What are the top big. five then off the list? Then okay, it's it's uh, Pokemon, Hello Kitty, Winnie the Pooh, Mickey Mouse, and Friends, Star Wars. Those are the top five. Then, See, then what's up? Oh well, I want to hear the the next five honestly. If you got them then too. Um, wait, I don't know what one of these is. Oh, it's a manga. So there's Disney Princesses is the next one as a whole. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then I don't want to say this wrong. The is cabal. It like, on, is it Anpanman or Anpanman? Oh, it's it's from 1973. It says it's a manga. Um, and then the MCU, uh, sure. and then Mario, and then Harry Potter, and then oh, is that five? Man, yeah, Anpanman. Yeah, and then uh, Transformers, Spider Man, Batman, Dragon Ball Z, Call of Duty, Barbie, uh, Gundam. Uh, uh, Toy Story, Cars, uh, Lord of the Rings, then Yu-Gi-Oh, then the Peanuts, then Dora the Explorer, then the Simpsons, then Lion King. It keeps going down. 
Okay, because um, I and this just again, I mean, Jarvis, you said it perfectly when you were just like, you know, it might speak to just our sort of like American centric mindset with this stuff too. But even as Eddie read out like fifteen of those things, right? Besides the manga that I was not aware of, Hello yeah. Kitty was the only one on the list where I was like. You know, I, I, you know, in my microcosm of talking to people, I right. never see Hello Kitty in right, any right. media, nor do I run in. I know one person, our friend Mimi likes, likes Hello Kitty. That is the only person I've ever heard say Hello Kitty anything in the last five fucking years. I will say that I've been to Japan a few times in the last like five years, and I don't even see that much Hello Kitty there. <laughs> like, I was, You know like, what it is mainly? It's merchandise surprised. sales. The, the estimate for everything else is like a combination of everything. Either way, merchandise is the biggest portion of anything. That's why, like, yeah, especially yeah. Pokemon so big. Like, like of the $100 billion estimated for Pokemon, $76 billion is licensed wow. merchandise. Merchandise. The video games are next at $22 uh, billion. Yeah. But um, Hello Kitty is just merchandise. And, like, especially Star Wars, that's a big one, too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's especially, mm-hmm. like, you're not seeing it in media, Gus, because, like, people yeah. are just buying, like, Hello Kitty notebooks and pencils and stuffed animals. True, true. I, I do that. love that's a Hello Kitty point. notebook. I think I might have one somewhere. I don't, yeah. My, my sister Kitty, had a ton of Hello Kitty stuff growing yeah. up. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, that's a great – like, it's almost, like, a character that – yeah, you, you, I think of it most printed on pins and in notebooks and things yeah. than I do, like, even even figures. And so people still got to go to school. Well, um, well, not now, but yeah. I, did, I actually, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't Hello even Kitty, plan that Microsoft joke. Word <laughs> theme. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even plan that as a joke. I actually stopped my own oh, sentence damn. there. I was like, oh, oh. whoops. <laughs> I was expertly played. Use it at home to type. Uh, you use the pencil to type. You can just <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like uh, those guys who are doing um, really fast accounting in movies with the visors, you know, when they're just like hit, they're hitting the keys with the, with an eraser. That's what you do. Why do they need the visors for that? I never, I don't knew. know, man. And also, you know, that specific green like lamp that's always yeah. it. What's up with that lamp? It's what? always there. They got the pull chain cord on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that like Wait, that what green. Are we, what are we that, talking about right now? That, I like, like blinked and I'm just okay. trying to imagine this lamp. What, so what, close what? your eyes and picture okay. picture. You know that painting of uh, dogs at a poker table. Yes. And next to them, there's a oh. table with a lamp, and it's green green glass with a pull oh. chain. You see? Do you see that lamp in your head right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah. Wow. Why do we all weird. know that lamp? I feel like I was just like incepted. Like I was like, I didn't know that was there, but it was there the whole time. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't think it's in that. I don't know if it's in that painting or not. I'm just saying that's the general vibe that that lamp yeah. has is dogs at poker. That that's was a funny. hilariously uh, effective an immediately procured example that you I'm had. Really, I'm really proud of myself. That I was like, oh, yep, yep, that helps me picture that. <laughs> yeah. Why do we yeah, all know that lamp? Go. What the fuck? Oh, There's my God, this lamp. Dude, this lamp. Yeah, taking up my brain space. Um, it's, it's, I, I, living in my head rent free that lamp that lamp <laughs> that lamp is just always there especially there's a part of our brain that always has dogs playing poker somewhere mm-hmm. and so there's always dogs playing those. poker in your brain and they're always using that lamp to Does light, that light the table bother you that like I, I don't know how brain storage works, but it bothers me that like I can't forget song lyrics to save my life and so I must have like like all of Hamilton is in my head and i'm like what i just if only i could remember people's names you uh-huh. know I mean? oh my god yeah dude. <laughs> the worst shit ever is like especially with what we do and and, and i'm sure too like both with youtube and patreon mm-hmm. and everything else industry event stuff when you go oh back and you talk to people where you're like 
I know that I have probably collectively talked to this motherfucker for like 40 oh. minutes in the last couple of years. Oh, and yes. it's just like, couldn't even begin to ballpark this person's name or where they so, come from. But it's so <laughs> far that, beyond the point of like, sorry, what's your name again? That you just have to go, yeah. uh-huh, yep. Mm-hmm. To think that someone could cut together a highlight reel of all of your interactions with somebody and ma- that makes it seem like you're like buddy-buddy <laughs> with this person and you couldn't for the life of you like summon their name is very funny to me. Oh my um, god, yeah. Um, you've got a friend in me is playing in the background. You guys are laughing over cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I, who is this fucking person, dude? Uh, like, I've probably... I've talked to people where I've spoken to them for an hour straight drinking and some shit, and it's just like... I, I could see him a year later, and it's like, I am not trying to be a piece of shit. Or, and I did not... Yeah. I was not, like, consciously like, this person isn't going to get logged away in my long-term memory. Right, but I just was right. like, I am sorry. Who are you? I am so sorry. <laughs> Um, that's so funny hey guys thank you so much for watching the podcast uh, and thank you Scouts Honor for sponsoring today's podcast listen guys as pet parents working from home has given us that's me and Sabrina more time to spend with our four legged family members now we're more aware of their daily needs health issues and their well being so if you've noticed that your pet is itchy or smells less than pleasant you have to check out Scouts Honor Scouts Honor is a go-to pet brand for grooming products that will help itch relief, odor control, and overall healthier skin and coat. All right, they got some fantastic products. They smell wonderful too. My favorite smell, a little bit of that lavender. Who doesn't like a little lavender, huh? Scouts Honor's probiotic grooming products are a scientifically proven natural solution for treating your pet's skin problems. When applied to the skin, probiotics support healthy bacteria and fight against bad bacteria that can cause irritation. With every purchase, Scouts Honor provides one day's worth of meals for a rescue animal in need. That sounds pretty cool, a little rescue animal, that ain't too bad. With Scouts Honor, your pet will never look, feel, or smell better. Check out all of Scouts Honor's award-winning products today. Available online or wherever pet supplies are sold. To receive 20% off your first order, go to scoutshonor.com slash Gus and Eddie. Remember, that's scouts with a K at scoutshonor.com slash Gus and Eddie for 20% off your order. Scouts Honor, natural and preventative grooming solutions for pets. Hey guys, the sponsor for today's podcast is Candid. Thank you, Candid, for sponsoring. Are you unhappy with your smile? You don't have to be, guy. You don't. Thousands of people have used Candid, the clear, comfortable, removable, and practically invisible aligners to help straighten their teeth, and now they love their smile. Candid is here to help straighten your teeth so you can fall in love with your smile too. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You'll have the same quality of care that you'd get from an in-office orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And while other companies use general dentists, Candid only works with orthodontists. With Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is from or is with you rather from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. The average Candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. Become your best you. Start straightening your teeth today. Right now, you can save $75 on Candid's starter kit. Go to CandidCO.com slash Gus and Eddie and use code Gus and Eddie. That's CandidCO.com slash Gus and Eddie. Code Gus and Eddie. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. That's CandidCO.com slash Gus and Eddie. Code Gus and Eddie. Thank you, Candid, for sponsoring. I'm kissing. Get out of here.
Uh, was there anything else about Pokemon that you guys were curious about? Uh, because I can't remember where I left off in the story, but at least we started with Logan I Paul. I think it was mainly, I just, yeah, wanted to hear the money growing from Logan. Oh, and I it's, actually... it's, it's insane. It's insane. And uh, there's now, like, that Charizard, um, I think Logan, Logic bought one uh, for $200,000 in similarly, uh, like, way back in, like, October or, like, mm. July or something. And that is, there was just a recent sale for 500 grand, um, but uh, it didn't complete. And so like the person didn't pay. And so the next highest price has been, is still 450K, but that's still absurd. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Pennies. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. wild. I, I wouldn't sell. I'd hold. So that's yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, I'm going to hodl on that one. <laughs> Dogecoin to, to the moon. <laughs> Dude, the, uh. Can I ask you now, too, because you're probably the highest ranking resident Pokemon expert that we have had come through here. And this sure. is uh, a retrospective. I do, yeah, I do go way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I my greatest find, and I've never been an avid collector or pursuer of any specific kind of thing. I yeah. always had a very, very starter general baseline awareness of just sort of video game or like trading mm -hmm. card or collectible stuff. Right, because uh, especially Eddie knows too. When I was in college and shit, I was flipping stuff like nuts. I had like oh, I was cool. doing like Listia, eBay shit. Like I was getting stuff in, sending it out, and I was always looking through all my thrift store stuff of like, hey, what's uh, you know, sometimes you get in the technology section, which is ninety nine percent of the time fucking right. sticky, gross garbage. But Ugh, every yeah. once in a while, you pull pull some shit out of there. But one of my my best finds at the time, and I had since sold it years ago, but I need you to tell me how much okay. would I have had if I still had it. Right, but right. I found a still in the plastic mm -hmm. Pokemon Blue for Nintendo, or you know, it's for oh. Game Boy. Oh, and I boy. And I probably flipped it for like a few hundred bucks. Yeah, what would that dude. be worth right now? A lot of these are on auction, or a, there's a couple on auction right now, but... Uh, one in reasonably good condition goes for like six grand. Fuck hell, shit. dude! I knew it. you know what? God damn it! Uh, I mean, at the time that I was in college, I made so much money off that. I probably yeah. made like I was at least three hundred bucks. I think I made off that. I can't um, remember, but it was like I sold it to a dude online. You know, I just shipped yeah. it right to him. But what's insane? So video games have gone video games and now there are graded video games and there's always been a company called VGA that grades that grades video games but um there's another company called WADA which is like new on the scene and it's based it's backed by Heritage Auctions which is like this big re reputable auction house yeah i've heard and, of fucking WADA before <laughs> i've heard of WADA <laughs> i have had a glass of it or <laughs> whatever um so uh Pokemon games specifically, but a lot of sealed games are ballooning in price right now. I think a part of it is speculation because of um, the booms in other collectibles. Like I bought uh, a few boxes of Power Rangers trading cards uh, because they were like really cheap, like I bought like twenty dollars for like a box of them. Mm -hmm. And it's been a month or two since I received them, and I went on eBay again because I started learning more about the card, the Power Rangers cards, and like. It's always just fun to like find a collectible for me and just like learn some stuff about it. And they've already 10x'd on eBay because people are speculating. Because oh there's this big, there's this big uh, card game called Marvel Universe from like the 80s that just recently got super huge, like from nowhere. And so now everything that every collectible because of Pokemon, because of all these collectibles, everything is just like 
everyone's thinking that it's going to be the next million dollar asset. So they're right. just like, like overvaluing it. Yeah. Um, people right now, Pokemon is spiking because of all these things. And because of Logan Paul stuff, uh, are putting up things, including Logan Paul's name. Some of this shit is grimy as hell. Cause it bothers me. Like they'll be like, this is a $50,000 product because it's got the Logan Paul tax on it. Cause after Logan Paul has this event today, the prices are going to go soaring or something like that. And yeah. it's like, Man, fuck you. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know. It's, or, or for example, there is a, uh, I bought a sealed copy, and we can leave this in. Uh, I bought a sealed copy of Pokemon Emerald uh, from somebody on Craigslist who – one thing I've recently been doing is uh, I'll, it costs $3 to list an ad for, like, I'm buying something on Craigslist. So yeah. I've just – I've, like, listed a couple of ads. It's like, hey, I'm Jarvis. I make YouTube videos. Want to sell me Pokemon shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and it costs $3 for a month. So I'm like, that's great advertising. And so yeah. sometimes I get, like, inbound – like like uh, emails and one guy was like, "Do you want to give me five hundred bucks for the sealed copy of Pokemon Emerald?" And I did, and then I went and got it graded. And I I do not know what the actual value of it is because there hasn't been one that's sold uh, recently because these items are pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Because video games, you know, like that Pokemon Blue you had, video games are, were meant to be opened. You know what I mean? Right, like right, we're meant yeah. to, you got to get the game out in order to have fun with it. So most people weren't like uh weren't weren't like leaving them sealed but the when i went on ebay to like see what people were offering or what people were selling them for the, the to, to this day there's still two people listing that game for a hundred thousand dollars like seventy thousand dollars and it's like it's not worth that, that. Though? yeah it's no like, no on, it's like... it's all meant to um make it seem like i think it's a combination of things it's one to like catch the market if it ever uh if it ever reaches that point. Mm-hmm. And then two, it's um, to make it seem like you're, it's uh, like a psychology trick. Like, cause if you then sell it for 10 grand, like uh, as a best offer or whatever, then they'll be like, wow, I got such a good deal. They listed it at $70,000. Like what a, I'm such a great negotiator. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, well, what do you say we get into some preguntas boys? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Guys. Also follow- Gus, what? Oh, I was going to say that fl- the flipping thing when you were describing that, I was like, man, that sounds so fucking fun. <laughs> oh, it was so in, but the thing is, you know, I was mostly doing it with like dumb garbage. Like my biggest like operation was at the time, especially it was Blu-rays and shit. And they had those voodoo codes for like the unlocks for the digital oh, movie stuff. Oh yeah. First of all, who do you know? If any, uh, use those fucking codes. I, uh, I didn't my, have my buddy John Voodoo those. lives down the road. It, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know, but apparently there was enough of a market for those fuckers. So That's I used to so go to like my grandpa and like my my relatives and go to other friends and stuff, and I'd say like, "Can I have your Voodoo codes in your Blu-rays?" And people would just give them to me, and mm-hmm. I would flip them on this website called Listia, where you didn't do it for. And, and this is not an endorsement, and I would be really wary checking out shit like this. Huge disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But like it was one of those websites where you don't flip them for direct cash, but you flip them for points on the site. Oh, you know yeah. that sort of like self-created uh, currency shit. Right. But then Somehow it's were, like evades tax law or something. <laughs> where it was like you you ultimately cash out for either direct prizes or like largely gift cards. So I would just right. like take all my shit out in like Amazon gift cards and use it yeah. to buy like stuff that you know I'd had get headphones or I got my college television off of like Listia from shit that I flipped. You know. Right. But yeah, every definitely. once in a while I'd flip like. Like old video game stuff that I find at like GameStops and stuff or, or like thrift yeah. stores specifically. And I didn't do the uh, 
I sold like an old Nintendo DS on there and shit, mm-hmm, like and, mm-hmm. and just a bunch of little ticky tack shit. So yeah, it was yeah. not as it was not as uh, big and fun as usual. And a lot of the stuff sure. that I'd the bit more fun stuff that I'd flip would be more like kind of on an in person basis. I'd go yeah. to like you know universities and shit, and I'd pull out of the recycling bins like old cell phones and stuff. People were like, you'd be surprised, like yeah, what people are, especially like moving out of college or moving out of anywhere. People are just like needing to get rid of shit. Oh God, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Anyway, Pregunta Momento, folks, here. Follow yeah, us on Twitter. At, are you Jarvis Johnson on Twitter? He's I'm just at Jarvis, Jarvis, dude. Frick he you, is dude. Jarvis. <laughs> How the fuck did you nail at Jarvis? Um, I, so I, I think I've had my handle since like 2008, and it, wow. <laughs> it wasn't useful for um, for most of the time. 2009, but, but yeah. Um, Do you ever have like Marvel hit you up or some shit about buying that? surprisingly no but i have had a number of like high school kids named jarvis who were like i'll give you like 15 dollars for your handle and i'm like, okay. uh, right. well, like hey hey my allowance is coming in and I, uh, <laughs> it's I was, like a day trader with a guy on the phone. i got a caller on the phone the allowance is coming in yep 15 <laughs> yeah i was like i want to make you an offer you can't refuse i'm like i think i'm gonna refuse it <laughs> Anyway, follow us on Twitter at Jarvis, at Eddie Burbeck, and at fucking Gus Buckets. Not even close. Ask us your <laughs> preguntas here. That's questions for our English-speaking viewers. Uh, right here at Ride the Puma asks, what are some of the most disappointing finales that you've experienced from a video game, show, game book, etc.? Mm. Game of Thrones. I, w- yeah. I wasn't even a huge Game of Thrones fan, but it was just everyone knows. I don't need to say more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just like fuck, That's man. Funny. This this really, really, really sucks. Like this really. Uh... Game of Thrones is the only disappoint. I feel like I'm a disappointing finale apologist. <laughs> like I liked the Lost finale, or at least I defended the Lost finale. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And uh, and so usually I try to take that. I try to take take that side of things, but. But Game of Thrones was uh, unacceptable. Yeah. You know what? I actually – I really liked Queen's Gambit and I really disliked the last episode of that show mm, to where I was like mm. – I was like, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't ultra bad. It wasn't Game of Thrones level. But um, right. I just didn't – I didn't like the way they wrapped up the show. Uh, yeah. Seemed kind of cheesy so, to me. You know, Eddie, to your credit, I enjoyed Queen's Gambit and somehow like fell off right before the end. <laughs> like, there I just, you go. Like, Honestly – Honestly, Jarvis, keep it that way. Keep it that way. It's not. It's not like so horribly bad. It was just one that I just I didn't yeah, like, and yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, so I, I won't say what it is. But um, there was I a gambit of the queen. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> I would um, say my, my former my former chess club self is like I know what a queen's gambit is. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty badass, though. Were you actually were you in chess club? Were you pretty successful? I, I I mean, I in middle school and stuff, I would go to tournaments uh, for for chess, and I. I you know chess ratings are age agnostic for the most part, uh, uh-huh. and so I do recall a tournament where I played like what must have been a seven year old, and I was thirteen, and they were very good at chess, but they were intimidated by my large stature and my curly <laughs> chest hair, um, and uh, and they asked me like very sadly with like the pleading eyes emoji, um, wait so. If I lose, does my rating go down? And I was like, oh, yeah. man. I was like, oh. yeah, kid, checkmate. <laughs> I want I want a version of the show where I'm the chess player and I only wear denim and it's called Jeans Gambit. <laughs> I and that's that, Eddie. That's all I do. But also my, my signature, is, and I know this isn't allowed at tournaments, but I'll make it allowed in the show, is all my chess pieces are also made out of denim. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are they like uh, denim coated or are they entirely no, denim no, they're, where they don't they're, fully stand up? They're kind of limp on the board. Like, like <laughs> it, they're all just really poorly shaped, like shitty stitched together. That is so funny. I oh. just want, I want to imagine you at like one of these, like uh, at big chess tournaments that are like super amateur. You're like side by side by side with other people playing games, right? And you yeah. have to be quiet. So I would really love to see you in that environment. And then, Get a checkmate and just yell Gene's Gambit. <laughs> like, <laughs> quiet, a quiet gesture. That it's, I think it's like bingo where when I win, I go, Gene's Gambit! Gene's Gambit! <laughs> Can you, like, similar to tearaway athletic wear, could you please have an all denim tearaway that tears away to more denim underneath? Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be, uh, Jinko jeans that tear away to skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm coming to all your games, Eddie. I'm coming to them all. Oh <laughs> Thank you. I, th- I think I'll have a good crowd. Oh, my God. What the fuck was... Oh, finale shit. So, one of my... The worst ever. And it's really fascinating. In the last couple of years, I've started taking a little more gambles on network television shows, which mm-hmm. to varying degrees of success. Uh, but I came out of the gates, and we were watching Last Man on Earth, dude, the Fox mm. show with Will Forte. Yeah. yeah. And I was like really amused like really funny and and you notice early on like definitely pretty imperfect and kind of not really gripping but charming yeah. and shit posty enough to be really entertaining and will forte right. could like he, he's got the fucking crew on his shoulders on that yeah, shit like yeah, he's so yeah. funny but that show got so bad that oh, really? We had like Sabrina and I were I don't know how many seasons it lasted it was either 3 or 4 I believe yeah. and we had watched all of it and we had like one or two episodes left of the show and it was that bad that we were in that far and I was like, I honestly don't know if I could bring myself to allocate like half an hour of my time to finishing this. It is so fucking terrible. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I never finished characters. Last Man on Earth, but I feel like watching that show was almost like a constant battle where like Will Forte and like, like the entire cast was fantastic mm-hmm, and they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's like the show was always on the brink of being really interesting and usually wasn't. But there was a couple of moments in the series where it got really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, When did that air? Was it like 2014 or was it even It's been a while. It's been a while since the first episode. Because I saw the first season and I – for some reason I didn't end up sticking with it, which is apparently a theme. I was displeased that they didn't milk The Last Man on Earth longer. It was like the first fucking episode. It was the end of the first episode. He's not the last man on Earth. And it's just like, oh, okay. Well, I was was really signing on just to see Will Forte be crazy. And I know you can't keep (laughs) that. I know you can't keep that interesting for even like half of a season, but maybe like two episodes? Yeah, more Three episodes maybe? fucking episode. I mean, that's like there's a hilarious family guy cutaway thing where like Chris walks into the uh, room of like, I don't know, they walk into the family room. And someone says, like, hey, I'm watching Last Man on Earth. And Peter says, like, oh, is that that show about the last man on Earth and an unlimited <laughs> amount of undetermined additional characters? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Well, here's, here's my pitch for Last Man on Earth rework season one. For people that don't know, it's just there's an apocalypse happen. And the way the show was sold was this was the last man on Earth. So picture, we've only seen the ads, right? Mm-hmm. It's the first season is a road trip. This would be expensive. A road trip across kind of apocalyptic America. 
And it's still Will Forte being hilarious, but he's on the trail of a different person that he thinks might be alive. Mm. Yeah, that sounds great. Like that. You're going towards something, and then you can have that additional human element and shit. Also, you know? yeah. like, why can we not have flashbacks to when there were people? Like, yeah, like because well, I that always bored me and much. lost when I was a kid. But I'm sure as an adult, it's it's relieving to see to be off the island mm. for a bit. But as a kid, I was like, I don't care about their old problems. Yeah. Well, so the thing I think that the Lost's biggest asset was its characters, which is kind of funny because, like, uh, the the yeah the most endearing quality was kind of learning about the backstory of these people, seeing like where they're coming from, and then seeing how they kind of uh, interact in this very dire dire scenario. Because right. I was watching yesterday, I watched a trailer for in my head. Uh, every time I think of the the Frey song. Um, uh, what is it called? You found me. The phrase song "You yeah. found me." It was featured in a trailer for season five of Lost. So every time that song comes up, I imagine this Lost trailer, and I watched it the other day, and it was so powerful. I was like moved, uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Man, this show really had something." Because uh, every time I see one of the characters on screen, I'm like, "Oh my god!" And Saeed's trauma from like the past. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but but I think that yeah, the the. The series finale left a little bit. I think it's just like it wasn't as cathartic. I never um, got to. The I end never of the saw last. any of the series yeah. actually. It's. Um, I don't know if it holds up because it was like at a time it. The first season holds up. I think uh, it was a kind of magic moment in television history. You know. Yeah. Lost famously was uh, greenlit off of an outline. There wasn't even a pilot or anything like that. It, it was greenlit for the largest pilot uh, in ABC history. Like in, at the time. In J.J. Um, Abrams fa- fashion, not having a plan and just moving <laughs> forward. So there is – and so like in the in the years since Lost aired – sorry, I'm like this about everything I'm into. Yes, uh, in, the, in, the years since, in the years since Lost aired, some stuff has come out about like how the show – like they greenlit the show and then he immediately hired this team of writers and researchers to like plan out the uh, mythology and the, the arcs of the show. And a lot of the story of Lost, like, unraveling is a story of, like, network TV battles where, like, like when the show was trying to end itself versus, like – or, like, there's a character who very early on in Lost uh, is revealed to have supernatural powers – um, but it's like a child. He's like a child, and it's like an it's like an interesting in an interesting way. Mm. But the thing is, they have so much foreshadowing to like this kid's importance, and then. Uh, the network didn't like it, so it just like completely goes away, and it's like, okay, well, now we wasted all that foreshadowing. Yeah. It's like it's like we were spinning our wheels, like, and and this couldn't go. Um, I, I just remember the, the unique thing that probably doesn't age well, just because we've seen it so much, Gus, is the appeal at the time was there were so many mysteries, and it was like, mm. what's gonna happen next week? Are we gonna learn the info that we want to learn? Mm-hmm. And like now, you could fucking Google it. You know who cares? No, but, exactly. Um, yeah. I felt like that with like the first season or two of Heroes we, we were watching yeah. at the time. And I actually I never like, watched Heroes. It was, I yeah. remember it being pretty good, but I only watched it when I was a lot younger. And there was that yeah. kind of like aura around it of like this is like wait till you see what happens next week. Like how you big know? is this thing? Holy shit! You know? Yeah. yeah you yeah, know yeah. what has that similarly now, and I'm so happy about it is the Mandalorian and Wandavision both oh, that's cool. uh, have that culture around it. It's been really really cool watching like weekly TV that everyone's into again. Yes. And I'm like, wait, this is the better way to watch some TV. Yeah. Like it is 100%. better to do this, except I, people's fan theories drive me fucking nuts. I don't want to hear a single <laughs> one of them. It's funny. I, it's so stupid. It's like, it'll be the worst shit ever. Like what if, 
What if Harry Potter was the villain? <laughs> it's like the, the worst, <laughs> craziest like, shit. How did you see that coming from a mile away? Yeah. Um, but I, I agree. One of one of the reasons I have such an affinity for Lost is because I was watching it week to week, and every every week I would jump into forums immediately after watching the episode. I would list. I would be listening uh. to podcasts. Like the first, I if you like your Twitter follow. Like who you follow on Twitter, if you look at that list, it's sorted chronologically. Yeah. And yeah. I, I scrolled all the way back and the first person I followed was like the host of a lost podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but uh I was gonna say, like, the that culture adds a lot of value to like watching a show for me. But in the case of shows like Westworld, um Oh yeah. It it I think that they gave you too much and so like you could actually figure out the solutions to all of the mysteries. So there wasn't enough doubt when things would actually happen that it kind of felt like you already knew who the, when the big reveal was going to happen. It's like, oh, here, they're finally going to oh, reveal yeah. that this yeah. is a thing because the internet sleuths like, did, like figured out A plus B equals C. I was so on board with Westworld and then the last couple episodes of the first season happened and I was just like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. Like the finale happened, and I was like, I don't think I want to watch the show anymore. Well, it's again um, conceptually. Yeah. I mean, it's in in a different but similar sense of like Last Man on Earth. Though it's like I'm trying to not get to any spoiler. You've seen the we've all seen the first season of Westworld, right? Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like yeah. you got this cool fucking concept. Why yeah. are you changing it so quickly? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was like, why are you so quick to destroy what we have here? It was, yeah, the exact same thing as Last Man on Earth, where it's like, I don't think you guys realized that, I think for Westman and Last Man on Earth, or I just completely, <laughs> Westman, <laughs> um, for Westworld and Last Man on Earth, I think they were like, well, it's this apocalyptic concept or this like this old Westworld concept, but we're going to change it and flip it on its head. It's like, no, no, no. You we are, liked you, that, the, yeah. Yeah the, yeah, the idea is so interesting that I just want to see more of it. And I'm playing Red Dead right now again. So um, I'm actually kind of getting a little taste of what Westworld feels Ooh, like. Oh, baby. Uh, I need to watch um, Yeah, I had something I wanted to say on that. Oh, it kind of feels like when you watch a YouTube video that, like, gives you the wrong impression by the thumbnail. And then you're like, oh, well, I actually don't want to watch this video. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, you, you kind of lied to me there. Um, but there was this, uh, the thing, the thing that sucked the most about lost ending was because of like how successful it was ratings wise. Um, now, you know, in the decade since it's been, uh, that it's been since lost has been off the air, um, we've kind of TV in, in using some of those tropes in terms of like mysteries and stuff has matured to the point where, um, it's, I, I think it's like interesting again, but for, the immediate aftermath of Lost, there were like nine shows that all started trying to capture that thing where it was like, there yeah. were like 15 people and then uh, the fucking lights went off. And then when the lights came on, things were different. What is the mystery? Like, it's yeah. like, find out. Like, like, Flash Forward was a show. I don't know if anyone remembers that There was one on show. NBC that I forgot that had to do with, like, aliens and it was, like, post-apocalyptic and I forgot uh, what it was. 100? And I was... The, no, yeah, no. I, I almost wanted to say the 4400, but that's another different <laughs> show. Um... But yeah, I want like flash forward was interesting, um, but it like all the shows just got canceled so prematurely because they were leaning too much on the 
smoke and mirrors of it all rather than like telling a compelling story. Uh, and and I think audiences were exhausted by by the end of Lost. Yeah, I think I maybe found the show, but I gotta see images from it. It's is it? No, no, no. It's not the it's event the voice. because I <laughs> it's searched, the voice. You can't see anything, and then you turn around and you reveal who <laughs> the voice was. And it's well, just one like thing that every episode it got me. One thing that came up for the search, this is not the show, but it's a show called The Event, and I click Google Images, and there is a photo of a crash plane and somebody helping somebody. It's literally, it literally <laughs> looks like Lost. It looks like the same Oceanic Flight 8, uh, 14 and a half. It yeah. crash lands on a peninsula. Ooh. <laughs> what is the mystery of the peninsula? <laughs> Slightly landlocked. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have no idea what coming the show is to Coming to ABC at 8 p.m. Misplaced. <laughs> <laughs> and then didn't they do a um, – they had – who's the guy who's uh, who's Gus in Breaking Bad? What's the actor's name? I can't remember. Gustavo Fring. Uh, yeah, Giancarlo yeah. Esposito. I think yeah, that was yeah. – yeah. it was, it was Revolution on NBC. Was it Resurgence? It was Revolution. Revolution. It was about the power going out. Yeah. That was, uh, oh, wait. There's actually a show about the power yeah. going out? That was I'm a I'm pretty joke. sure, yeah. The, the logo for it is literally a power button. That's the, oh my god! <laughs> Perfect. It's That's like, fifteen it's years after an unknown event. Yeah, fifteen years after an unknown event caused all electricity to stop working, plunging the world back into the dark ages. People have adjusted to life without plane. <laughs> without planes is the first thing they list. <laughs> People have adjusted to life without planes. Fuck! Like, how do they? I would need to see that mystery unfold. <laughs> how do they get lost now? <laughs> yeah, no way to get lost without playing. They were like, how do we make sure they don't think we're copying Lost? Well, first, eliminate <laughs> right. planes. The there's no planes. paragliders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so there's like eight passengers on a train, right? And they uh, get derailed. The show's called Derailed. <laughs> they... <laughs> They get derailed on an island, <laughs> stranded somehow on a train. On a train. So it's called Lost, but it's spelled L-O-S-S-E-D this time. <laughs> uh, Gus? Yeah. You know what? Actually, Jarvis. What's up? How about we just leave? Yeah, Guys. I'm down. Yeah, no, let's leave Gus here. Um Obviously, we won't go hang out. That's not COVID safe. But we'll both go, I don't know, do something with our day. I'm, I'm leaving. I can swing by. Oh, no, yes. no. Sorry. Mm. sorry. Mm, no, I think we're going to really. get lost. Yeah. So I, I think maybe you should stay. Maybe your show on NBC would be stay. Gus stays at a desk. Ooh, so I'm going to leave goodbye. Just try In to big letters. I tell it. scrape me off with a callback, too, so it really sunk in or what? Guy, guys? Tony, you want to hang out? Oh, sorry. I forgot my, my phone charger. Uh, oh, hey, man. You coming back to... No. Tony no. and I were going to do something, I think. he. Mm, uh, oh, hey. Sorry. Just forgot the SD card here. Just going to... What's that? Out. Eddie oh, and Jarvis, no. now they oh, got no, you. Oh, no, Gus. Tony I'm, and I were going to maybe sorry, potentially do something. You headed out? You headed out? Okay. I'm out of here. Okay. Gus? What's up? Could you... Uh, could you just lock the door behind me? Yeah, yeah, I could, I could do that.